Yay, we are now live. Is this thing on? Can people hear me? Say something in chat. Can you hear Don't me? Don't forget there's a delay, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was so this is Faz Radio live. We're here with Jesse Hines, and you get to ask Jesse anything you want tonight. Yeah. I know people are pretty excited about this. We have uh, 28 people now, and the uh, Faz Radio chat room is full of questions. People for never and... no. People don't come to Faz Radio this much just for us. We're getting this many people just because of Jesse. Oh, absolutely. Um, so one of the one of the things that he hasn't uh, said anything. Is he even here? <laughs> have we been lying? I... I'm well, here. that's what I was going to say. One of the things that oh, struck don't talk me over our guest. is he didn't say hi. Don't talk over our guest. I am here. I really like the intro music, by the way. That was a good time. I was dancing a bit. I can turn that back up. Hi, Dylan. That is by Animatronic. I bought that as an NFT from the Eternal Clay Collection. And it's, I think, the only thing that's probably worth anything from that now. Maybe it'll get better during a bull market, but I like it. You guys are really quiet. Am I supposed to talk? No, not you. I'm, I was oh. waiting. <laughs> you well, hushed I mean, me a minute ago. I know. This is this is going off. <laughs> this is starting out great, isn't it? No, I'm just messing with you. So. We are super excited, uh, Jesse, to have you here. We would have loved to have had you on at any point in the past, but your busy schedule kept you away. We won't uh, say that it's you didn't like us, but, <clears throat> you know, we, we thought about it. We cried a little bit. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly because I didn't like you. <laughs> so one of the things I uh, immediately wanted Jesse to know when I talked with him recently is, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of the community uh, that you've been involved with that knows you as Law Tank. And I, it's no longer a Law Tank. Now you're, you're awesome, Jesse. Um, and so the, the community, you know, maybe shouldn't be badgering for gossip and details i mean does that bother you when when people are constantly peppering you with stuff like that i'll settle for okay jesse rather than awesome but um no it, it doesn't bother me i mean i know that uh a lot of people really i, I think they they really want to know and it's it's they, they care right you know um and and the, the truth is you know right now i'm just not going to be addressing anything about it this time i'm, I'm taking some time i'm letting the dust settle and then you know at some point i'll decide whether i'm going to say anything honestly I, I don't even know if i have anything worth saying um but but yeah it, it doesn't bother me it's always great to hear from people and i've actually really loved getting all the messages that i've gotten because it shows that you know people care about more than just me as you know law tank at gal they care about me as a person and that's great well uh I, I think it's it's fair to say that a community has been forming in the last year or so with the gala group and regardless of where you sit in that community if you're familiar name you're there often you're engaging often uh people people feel good about other members of their community doing well 
So I, I think part of this is they, they, everybody wants to know how you're doing. What's what's going on? What's what's your next plans? Yeah, and that's fair, you know. And I generally, you know, like you said, the community really cares about each other. I, I genuinely love, you know, many members of the community. I feel like half of them don't feel the same way about me, um, but you know, I, I really, really have had some some great great experiences. Uh, next for me, you know, right now, um, I'm just taking some time. You know, I'm not really making plans right now. Um, I've decided to build a trail in my backyard. You know, we have like a little over two acres and most of it is voided. So I've been uh, going out there with a machete and, and uh, going after the brush. After that, I, I don't know, you know, we'll see what, what the cards have in store for me. Maybe you should come camping with me because I'm going to go camping next week. That's nice. I mean, maybe you can come camp in my backyard if I have it cleared. Um, but no, you know, I, I've been, I, th I think for a period of time, I'm thinking about just doing um, some consulting, you know, I've gotten a, a decent number of companies that have reached out to me, some that want to hire me, some that just want me to, to consult. And, you know, I think right now um, I want to focus on being with my wife and, and doing that and, you know, maybe doing uh, some consulting, you know, just to, to try to pay the bills. So about that, and um, let me apologize to Nate Harper up front because I'm eating at the moment. Um, uh, about that. The crypto world is very new. The blockchain space is is still very new. And there's a lot of, I would say, unsettled law in this area. And I think this gives you a unique opportunity. Um, something when when <clears throat> something that I've always wanted to ask you is or I've been wanting to ask you about this is You've, you've been at Gala now for quite a while, and I'm sure you've done a lot of different things for them. Um, what kind of things have you been learning from your time at Gala, and what, what interests you the most about the blockchain world? Because I know you did another kind of law beforehand, and now you've just jumped head head first into crypto. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and just, to, just to clarify that a little bit, you know, I, I did start with elder law and estate planning. That was, you know, where it all started for me. And I branched out even from there into real estate and some other areas of law. Um, but uh, leading up to, to working at Gala, I, I did actually, you know, start to foray into the area of blockchain law. I had created like a little incubator group at my law firm, um, you know, and, and, and uh, had spent a, a lot of time, you know, really, really doing CLEs with that studying, you know, uh, so it's, it, it wasn't just like this crazy shift in life, right? It was a crazy shift in life going from my own firm to working in-house. But um, anyway, uh, just to kind of try to answer that question, I always just beat around the bush a lot. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not going to talk too much about, about Gala and about my time at Gala because if I really go into the, the laws that I covered, it, you know, it, it, it could get into some issues. But I can tell you one thing that I, I really did learn all there and it's the biggest thing that i learned it just in general in this space it's this space unlike any other space the community you know your customers right who become your community are the most important people i mean in like every other business customers are important right but in the blockchain space more than any other space the the customers the community are kind of the lifeblood of, of what's happening there you learn by looking at projects that fail that if you like mess around too much and you lead them on you're, you're doomed to fail you also have the other end of the spectrum where if you just make promises of roy right there there are some that are just like you know buy now make a lot of money stake now make a lot of money 
and everything's as unicorns and rainbows, you know, the reality hits at some point. Um, you know, while I wasn't always everyone's kind of cup of tea on Discord, I, you know, I always tried to give that unadulterated truth. Um, and, you know, I really do appreciate how important every single, you know, person that, that is in that Discord is to a company in the blockchain space. Sorry, got a little bit distracted by old man Smithers on uh, crypto fads. Oh. Apparently, he's mad that he can't post a file, and uh, he sent it. He just DM'd it to me, and I, I told him too, I'm too busy right now to be uh, something with you in it. Um, but uh, we'll post that later. Smithers has made some really weird gifts with my face on it, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those. It might be something like that. Yes. Um, so the. The reason I was I was actually trying to slide sideways into the, the legal stuff is so we can get some free free legal advice for this new players DAO that we're starting up. <laughs> um, my observation so far, when getting into the nitty gritty with the players DAO stuff, is how unsettled the law is or seems to be uh, regarding dealing with crypto assets, and it really worries me that. A DAO, a gamer's DAO, can even start up effectively with the current legal atmosphere. Would you have any comment on something like that, or is that something you, that you, you'd rather charge for? <laughs> well, I'm charging you anyway at the end of this. At least that's what uh, Titan told me. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes! Um, but no, no. Yeah, so... DAOs, they're, they're very interesting, right? You know, they, they actually are, are one of the most exciting and, you know, areas uh, in blockchain to me. And, and they're still underutilized. They're utilized, but maybe improperly. Uh, the idea of a DAO really, you know, when regulation comes and, and even now, you know, it's not just this, like this get out of jail free card. And that's what I think people need to understand is if you treat it like it's a legitimate business um, and 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 you go in with that focus knowing that it's a legitimate business and if you forgive my language you know fuck around um you know the dao isn't just going to protect you itself so that's the the most important thing and then when it comes to actually the application of laws you know there are settled laws you know maybe not in terms of blockchain but you know there are pretty simple areas where you can take existing law and apply it to blockchain but a lot of it is outdated and it isn't ready for this new asset class. And that is terrifying. Um, so, you know, what you'll learn is that a, a lot of what you're going to have to do is make some risk assessments and, and decide, you know, uh, am I comfortable with this risk? Am I comfortable, you know, doing this, even knowing that it could be civil or could be criminal, right? You know, it could get that bad. But um, once again, rambling, and I don't really know the point of what I'm getting to. But the general sense be is... Be careful. <laughs> yeah, be careful. You know, know what you're getting into. This isn't a get-out-of-jail-free card. But, there, you know, there are rules that you can live by and you can be safe. I think that sounds like general knowledge for, for anything in blockchain because this area is so new. It worries me, personally, about any blockchain business out there. And, that, you know, that would be a gaming company like Gala Games and so on. This shit is so new and unsettled. Um, I'm really worried about where the federal government wants to go with this. I, I think that there's certainly a legal path to do things properly, but I think the political path is is actually really getting in the way of 
blockchain becoming more than it currently is. Yeah, I mean, Faz, I know that you followed me on Twitter for a while, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. just so for everybody who's listening, um, Faz is the reason I even, you know, got into Gala to begin with. Um, but you, you probably recall back, you know, a while ago when I was talking about that I didn't really pay that much attention, even, you know, when I was massive and in, into the XRP community and XRP, I didn't pay too much attention to the SEC case because I'm more interested in what's going on in Congress. You know, that's where the laws are made. You know, that's where whatever's decided in that case can be changed just based on a law. But right now, you know, you're right. I am, I am perplexed and confused as what's going on. You know, I've, I've dealt with congressmen and women, you know, I've dealt with some of the lobbyists and, and just seeing the status of bills. I mean, one that I'm following really closely right now is the Digital Commodities, uh, Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act, which, you know, for those who, who aren't familiar with it, it was a bill that was kind of introduced and kicked around a little bit to regulate crypto spot, uh, crypto spot markets. Um, and, and the, you know, that's great. It was going to put the CFTC on that, but it was a vague bill. And, and not only that, but the language could have been interpreted to, um, block out DeFi itself. It's just illegal and, you know, just a blanket, no DeFi. It just can't exist in the U S and that's sloppy, right? That could be a massive mess. And that's kind of what we're, we're, we're wading through right now. And, you know, I am nervous about where this is going for sure. So, okay. To, to follow up on that, and I don't even know if this is your wheelhouse, but how it, this might be for a different type of, of specialty, but when you have things that are, that are this, I'm, my opinion is that Congress doesn't get it a lot on blockchain. And when this happens, um, how safe is it to even to even develop in this space? Yeah, no, that's that's a good question. Um, and, you know, I, I was I was asked to come to D.C. And, and one of the big reasons for that is because congressmen and women wanted to ask me what an NFT was. And these are the same people. Who are opining on these bills you know that are being kicked around and you know in the subcommittees and the fact that you know just going there to have a conversation of what is an nft and and they're already you know making decisions and and you know coming up with with where they're going it's <laughs> and then they it, say publicly that that crypto is a scam i mean yeah. i i see i see businesses every day Every single day, I'm seeing business sites saying, we now take crypto. We're now getting involved in crypto. We're now buying crypto. But then everybody at the exact same time is saying, crypto's a scam, crypto's terrible, and so on. It's it's like this big mix going on. And and I'm going to pull this back to, to gaming, uh, crypto gaming. People start getting worried about, uh, you know, purchasing NFTs and purchasing gaming coins when when all this stuff is very unsettled when when the people in charge don't even understand what the hell is going on yeah so i'm not really sure what the question is <laughs> I, I don't, okay i don't think there was a question there you're you're right um <laughs> um i'll let titan ask the next question i, I think that was just a statement that I, I was unhappy about something well i can talk i can you know i can start rambling about it if you'd like but <laughs> Are you there, Titan? <laughs> I'm there. I was waiting for my turn, man. I couldn't get a, a word in edgewise. Uh, no, so I, I think the same thing. 
um, it's it's a very very tough environment. What where is it you want to go with that though? Do you want to specialize? Do you want to be you know in the general sense kind of uh, how it's been? What what interests you the most of this space? Hmm. You know, I'm I'm interested in the opportunity of this space. You know, the opportunity that gives you know any regular individual um, this new way. To, to start a business, create a product, you know, get out there. It's that same opportunity that unfortunately is what leads to a lot of those, you know, the, uh, the scams, right? You know, because because there's so much opportunity, it's so easy to get yourself front facing. It's so easy, you know, to just be a, a project with a lot of people marketing or even one person marketing is just really good at it. And, and there's actually nobody building anything. For me, you know, my interest is I, obviously, you know, I, I was raised in a sense, you know, in my education, in a sense of legal, you know, and I have a legal mindset. But, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I love to do more than just the law. I like to come up with ideas and try to be as creative as I can um, and, and try to do that in a compliant way with the laws. So, you know, I'm not going to get in too much about things that I, I may or may not try to do in the future. But what interests me is just taking what I've learned and and you know starting with with working with other projects being more than just oh this is jesse our, our lawyer right this is jesse and he is helping us create our products he's helping us do this helping us do that and then maybe one day you know it might be this is jesse he created this and that you know that would be really cool Ooh, so it sounds it sounds a little bit mysterious i like that um so as you as you get these invitations, like you mentioned to DC and some of these companies who are interested in bringing you aboard, what what does your what does your experience from from your first like uh, I guess crypto or or Web three blockchain? Wh- what is it that you're going to go into your next role knowing that would help somebody who maybe is going in it to the, for the first time? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, a hard question. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, so there's a lot of people, both at CFA and on Gala and some of the other discords that we're in, who uh, are working in whatever fashion, whether it's on the dev side or, uh, you know, uh, wanting to do the sales or the business development. And they've never worked in that environment, that, that crypto, like blockchain-y kind of environment. What so like with your first experience with it, what are some things that that you could give as advice to somebody maybe who's stepping into that world for the first time so they won't maybe get blindsided by, oh, wow, this is way different than a traditional company. That's fair. That okay, that makes sense. And that's a good question. Um, You know, the I think the most important thing and I think anybody in the blockchain space at any company would agree with with this is um, everything moves so much faster you know um if you go to a traditional um you know if you're doing in-house counsel you know general counsel clo for your traditional company there might be a two week to four week review time on contracts um you know and there are times in the blockchain space where that review time is like today you know get this done in an hour get this done in three hours whatever and you know it's it's just faster moving that's the same with development for some things that's the same with you know 
planning. It's just everything is moving so fast because, you know, one of the biggest reasons is, you know, it's, it's this new world, right? And everybody wants to grab the land, right? And, you know, whoever gets the most land fastest probably has a good head start on, on whether they're winning. So th that's the, the first and, and most important thing is you just need to be ready to, to work faster than you probably ever have before and probably work more than you ever have before. But also if you do that, it can be very rewarding. That's an excellent way to look at it. So it's, it's maybe, it's maybe not just gala that goes at the speed of light. You're noticing that with other people that you've uh, bumped into in the spaces. I mean, it's, this is like everybody. I wouldn't say everybody, right? I haven't talked to everyone. Um, you know, like for example, <laughs> Ripple, I don't actually think they move that fast. I think they move slow and I think that's what pisses people off about them. Um, but a lot of companies that I've met with, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to, um, their companies are, you know, they're, they're people, you can, you, they're just, they're, they're working constantly and, and, you know, everyone shares the same kind of war stories, right? It's like, I love what I do, but why, you know, we're working so fast and we're doing so much more than we've ever had to do. And it's terrifying. So yeah, it's, it's all over the space. See that, that reminds me that that point of view reminds me a lot of when I got into software development in 2000, that's pretty much when I, around that time is when I started out with the dot-com boom. And then later with web two, when web two started, um, everything moved a whole lot faster. And before then, you know, you couldn't just pop up a website and be functioning that day. You had to you had to do a lot of things and get get a lot of things in motion and you know mailing lists and all this stuff. I mean, without without the web being there, it was it was a totally different ball game. And I think there's it's kind of amazing how new things seem to be able to move a lot faster. I think that's that is because there's little regulation and people are trying frankly people are trying to make as much money as they can before the rules come out and shuts them all down or at least squelches them down to uh, to, to operating within a, a narrow space yeah that that's that's a good point and you know i i can tell you that there are projects that that i talked to um that i could tell that they knew that what they were doing was definitely in, against the law, right? They, they absolutely knew it, but um, they didn't care because their plan was not to be around for long, right? They weren't gonna be there when the regulators came knocking because right now everything that's happening with the SEC, with regulation, it's messy. It's not, you know, they're not going after the right people. Um, so, you know, people, even though they know that they're breaking the law, they're less afraid. Um, but then the companies that are building, you know, they're moving fast, but they're also trying to, you know, as much as they can stay within um, the bounds of the laws, knowing that, you know, like I said before, with starting a, a DAO, knowing that you're going to have to make these risk assessments. You know, nobody knows if this is OK. Nobody knows if that is OK. And, you know, what's the risk? Are we green? Are we yellow? Are we red? Um, and even if we are, are we willing to take it, hoping for better regulation? Yeah, I agree with the not going after the right people bit, because I, I don't understand why they would go after Ripple first and Kim Kardashian and not anybody who's doing actual legal things. Um, now, they could say that K 
Kim Kardashian was doing illegal things, but she's kind of doing things the old way. She labeled her tweet as an ad and she and and she, you know, probably didn't follow the the every single complete letter of the law. And so they got her on on something small, but they're not they're not going after like big scammers, or at least if they are, they're not telling us. You know, yeah. Ripple, Ripple, I think they're going after Ripple because, oh my God, Ripple is going to threaten the whole, the whole way that things operate. I think the banks are, are just effing scared of, of Ripple, like what they, what they even represent. Uh, it's no, it's no surprise to me uh, that uh, Elizabeth Warren seems to be very in, in, in bed with Gary Gensler. They seem to they seem to be saying a lot of the same things. I think that you know, similar to the companies, um, the regulatory agencies like the SEC are doing their own kind of land grab. Um, and so, what you saw with the SEC was they did go after some low hanging fruit early, and they got some some favorable stuff. Um, but then, when it came to Ripple, I think that was their well you know we're we're gaining traction so let's go big here and you know let's be honest i'm a, I'm a massive ripple a massive xrp fan but there's stuff that happened in the beginning you know that based on how the sec is literally interpreting um investment contract law security law and the howey test you could argue was you know in the beginning maybe it was a security and i'm not saying i think it is i'm just saying that there there is a logical path to that argument and so they saw it and they're like, well, this this is the big thing that we can target and we can really make that splash. Um, I think the SEC has found out that it's not going as easy for them as they thought it would. And, you know, and, and this is this is speculation at this point. You know, I'm not it's not like I, I have inside information on this, but I think that then the Kim Kardashian thing and the other things they're starting to do, you know, is now more about, um, OK, we need to we need to our image back we need to go back after these you know these this low-hanging type fruit things again and and also you know do it the way that 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 puts us out there right because she's a big name you know going after ape dow you know going after you know board ape yacht club whatever oh. there's yeah same thing well, my my observation uh listening to john deaton and jerry hogan's uh jeremy hogan's uh breakdowns of what the sec has been doing in in the ripple case is that they've been contradicting themselves a lot. Uh, there's there's a lot of details I don't understand, but it's it's pretty easy to surmise that they're contradicting themselves. And it seems to me they're 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 literally looking to run down the clock and hope hopefully uh, to get a hail mary somewhere else. Maybe Congress will get things moving in the meantime. So I, I, when you say that there's a path there. Are you sure that the SEC knows what path there is that they're supposed to be going on? I mean, I can only speculate as to what the SEC thinks, but you know, I I tend to be a little bit less conspiracy, you know, theorist than than most, um, you know, and and so when I when I look at it, um, every case I've been in, every case I've argued. Um, I've been able to look at the other side and be like, look, they're contradicting themselves a million times. And, you know, I've had the other side look at me and say, oh, look, he's contradicting himself a million times. And, you know, it's very easy to, to, to do that. It's very easy to, to kind of take facts and confirmation bias and things like that. The SEC has an opinion of what makes something a security. And, and that's kind of uh, why they're potentially going after NFTs right now. 
and and their opinion is basically like if if you gave you know if you sold the token and you used it to fund something that doesn't exist it's a security if everybody you know who buys something relies on the overall brand for that price to go up whether they're using it for utility or not it's a security um and no test says that but you know there is if you literally read uh howie there's an argument but who knows and if they win that argument then i think that that's going to mean a lot more i think that's going to mean a lot more than what people may have previously assumed out of that argument my my understanding of law is that there are legal arenas and when a new arena pops up that that has to be validated in in court in some way to say yes this this legal arena applies or no this one does not and sometimes it's gone one way or the other would you agree well yeah but i mean the sec is going to say that and this is what they have been saying is that howie you know investment contracts you know that type of security it's been settled since the what the 40s 30s i think the 40s um you know so they'll say this isn't new um because it's not the it's not the the blockchain representation you know anything can be a security is 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 what they're what they're saying and and just because this is new technology it doesn't just change everything well I that's kind of where i could dig into that but i don't know enough about what i'm talking about so sorry titan go ahead i was that was my way of handing off to you titan well and and that's exactly where uh my question was going to go jesse is Faz and I did a show probably nine months ago, and for like two hours, we argued vehemently about whether or not we should base crypto and securities based on this old law that we're trying to take uh, a new industry and stuff it into old rules, or whether something entirely new that doesn't live at the CTFC or the SEC and create something new to regulate the space. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, that that's that's uh, funny you ask because they're actually trying to figure that out at, at Congress, you know, in Congress right now. And even the lobbyists, you know, a couple of the lobbyists that I, I met with and talked with, they asked me the same question. They're, they, they asked me, you know, who do you think should regulate cryptocurrency and, and why? You know, should we follow existing um, statutes and just amend them? And... <laughs> And the answer is, you know, I actually generally don't have a problem with the Howey test. Um, but I do think that what needs to happen is legislation needs to come out that defines what a digital asset is in general, what a digital asset security is, you know, and not just, oh, is it an investment contract? You know, it actually needs to state what the criteria are for digital asset security. But, okay, and, if, and if they did that... If they did that, though, wouldn't that wouldn't that kneecap uh, any attempt to to apply the Howey test? Because I mean, it, the Howey test might. Well, I'll, I'll just go with that. Wouldn't that wouldn't that kneecap part of the Howey test? Yeah, I mean, the, the, in general, right? The Howey test could still apply at the end of the day, and that's that's going to be the tricky thing. Is you don't want to totally kneecap the Howey test because it's important, um, but. The thing is, we need to make it clear that a digital asset itself can't inherently be a security. It has to be how that digital asset is sold. 
Um, and that's where a lot of like the mush is coming in, in the Ripple case right now is it's unclear whether the SEC is saying, is it how it's sold or is the digital asset itself just inherently a security? And that's what I that's the one thing I think they've been flip flopping on, which has confused me. Well, yeah, I remember what I, before you even got on at Gala, I think I asked you um, about the case a little bit. And I think you told me at the time, uh, look, the SEC is not actually implying that XRP is a security. They're, they're implying how it, they're, they're trying to say how it's being used. And uh, I don't think that they've ever really come out on whether they really mean that XRP is a security. But I see John Deaton posting all over the place. This is exactly what the SEC is saying. They're, they're trying to say it is a security, but I think they're saying it by not saying it. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. Um, I think that they are are saying, you know, I do think that they're arguing all XRP, even ones not sold by Ripple, are securities. Which you know, like right. they're even going as far as like you know, if I buy this from you, you know, on Binance, you know, outside of the U.S., it's I have an investment contract. Well, with and Ripple. that that it's would mean weird. that that would give fuel for any crypto fine if they said xrp is a security because you're expecting profit from i don't know some other dudes out there who are buying and selling it that's true of any crypto but then again newsflash that's true for the forex market you know what what's different oh it's just a different asset type but my thought is that that crypto should be deemed its own asset type but that's a tangent well it should but there still needs to be that ability for it to be called a security because anything can be sold in in security form um and and it's important that we don't just say oh it's you know if it's a digital asset it's never a security or it's never an investment contract because then that will give you know bad actors the ability to go buck wild and go wild wild west on this you know because they're like oh we're good All right, Titan's t typing in chat. He wants to say something, so uh, go for it, Titan, before I, I continue to beat a dead horse. Yeah, we can sit here all day and you can argue. I know I've been on phone calls with you. So um, kind of a sort of offshoot, kind of a little bit of a segue, uh, but keeping along the same lines, right? So you have the unique experience, right? So you, you've been through the, the Discord breach, Um you've seen security from another angle that like us here on the outside, we don't see it with these web three companies. Do you think that the, the technology that we have today in the crypto sphere, so to speak, is going to be able to keep up against the threats that come against it? Or do, do you see it like weighted on either side? Is it, is it something that, the average person needs to be more more concerned about, less concerned about. What what are your thoughts there? Yeah, um, I mean, first and foremost, I want to just say that I am like, in by no means a technology expert. In fact, you know, if you ask somebody like Doc, we probably had so many conversations back in the day where I I just my eyes would glaze over when I listened to him talk, and I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, but you know. <laughs> When it comes to what's happening with a lot of the scams and, and fraud and stuff, it's not like it's the blockchain that's the problem. 
Um, it's not like it's the crypto that's the problem. It's it's where those breaches happen. Sometimes it happens because of human error, um, you know, and that human error could just be, you know, uh, if they're on Discord, you know, what links they're clicking on Discord or if they, you know, something gets sent to their wallet, you know, what they do with it and, and what, what they approve or, you know, when you're talking about a lot of a lot of blockchain, a lot of, you know, crypto network hacks, a lot of them happen, you know, if I'm correct on the bridges, right? You know, where where you're where you're going from one blockchain to another or, you know, creating bridges within within your blockchain. And so it's it's those things, you know, that that we have the technology to solve, but you know, human error is is in my opinion where where the problem always is. So it do you think though that and I'm not speaking about anybody in particular, but like a, a, you've you've had experience with different seeing different companies and how they operate that so do you think that in general the awareness around that uh, and and what they need to do what they need to accomplish and are they willing to do what it takes to get that security it it seems like there's just so many breaches that's kind of why i'm kind of going down this we were talking about the the security of things and and it worries me that uh, in your experience do they take it serious enough at a lot of these companies you've you've had conversations with yeah i mean some do some don't right i don't want to i don't want to speak about any companies you know that i've i've worked with or or worked for um but generally you know what's different about this you know working at blockchain company versus working at apple is that you know every employee could could be a liability in that they could be on a discord talking to people and and clicking on links and things like that and and there is a lot of education but also you know it's it's also impossible um you know to 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 stop everything you know, it's one of those one of those things where you can have best practices, and sometimes you learn those best practices when things happen. Um, so, you know, it it is much more complicated, and there's a lot more liability in this space just because inherently um, there is more community uh, involvement, there is more involvement with people. But you know, there's a chance that one day this space just grows to be more like you know Web two where you don't even talk about blockchain, you know, it's just like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. And you don't even know that, you know, there's some kind of blockchain technology integrated into it. And you don't really like care about whether you're talking to the employees or the founders. Okay. That's, that's actually something that's kind of gotten me about this space, uh, that the, the crypto space and discords and the type of communication in general, not that I'm, I want to defend the way that existing companies do some, do things so right now with generally any project you can talk to the founders uh you can talk to the programmers you can even talk to heck you can talk to their lawyers sometimes just right there in the discord well my observation in the past with you know companies that have products that are, are big and and do a lot is that they don't say a lot because they're afraid of how things can be taken and a lawyer would never say anything Yet, uh, I'm seeing this in a number of projects where, I mean, they just speak their mind. And then it becomes, well, what we say here, you can't quote us on this. We're just talking on the Discord. We're just hypothesizing, whatever. And 
I don't know. I'm not sure if that's going to fly or how well that would fly in a court of law. People get confused. They can they can easily say, well, I went to the discord and the founders are telling me, you know, I could I could make a lot of money. No, they didn't say it, but they they're kind of like, you really want to get this. Yeah, I mean, if you look at most of the um, most of the the suits that the SEC has brought forth, you know, the regulatory actions that they've brought forth, they have uh, quoted whether it be Discord or some forum or or whatever, and 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 that that you're right because you know when you look at investment contract language, it's not like uh, you guaranteed profits. It's there's a reasonable expectation of profits, and what would a reasonable person assume? Um, you know, in, in that situation, I know that's just one of the prongs, but just to focus on that. Um, so yeah, it it is, it is hard. And, you know, when I, when I try to make comments, you know, I try to make it very clear, at least for myself, it's to the best of my knowledge or from what I know, but I could be wrong. You know, I would always put qualifiers in there to make it as, as, as clear as possible. Um, one day, Gee, if only the regulators would do that, isn't that their job? Oh, uh, you know, if they did, I mean, no matter what, if they did it, lawyers, you know, there are a lot of bad lawyers out there, right? Uh, I like to pretend I'm not one of them, but lawyers can twist every single law, you know, to, to mean anything they want it to mean. So uh, I don't think it would matter whether they did or didn't. But, you know, I actually, I loved being part of a discord and i you know i know that if i was working at a company like kind of a company like apple um that um i wouldn't have done that right it wouldn't have been a normal thing but it was it was great you know it was really special and you really really got to become friends with everyone and also you know every night i recognized the massive liabilities that that people you know what what someone can say you know i probably terrified a hundred million people on teams being like hey you know why'd you post that um but but i, I don't know what the answer is going to be but i i do feel like you know uh it's probably going to get a little tighter you know across the space as when the, you say sorry oh sorry sorry it, so you say tighter across the space so is is what you mean by that like are you recommending maybe that um, some of the leaders of the crypto companies out there, as Faz likes to put it, they need to learn how to shut the fuck up? Is that kind of what you're saying? That's a Faz approved statement there. I, I <laughs> am not going to answer that question because I think no matter what I say, it's going to be turned into some kind of implication that I don't mean. So I'm just going to, to, to gracefully decline. <laughs> Damn well, it. if we're going to get to gracefully declining questions, we have a whole bunch of comments in the CryptoFaz Academy Discord that uh, I'm, I'm sure that that you might want to gracefully decline. Should we go through them or, or should, should we still keep going down the regulatory direction? Let's go through the comments. You know, All right. I, this the, is the like, think of it like mean tweets or something. Yeah, the thing about the lies, <laughs> I can talk about it for forever, but also it turns my brain to mush because it's just... There's no, it's just so confusing right now. You know, half the time I'm I'm just guessing and I'm just like looking at you confidently. So you, you think I'm right. But, oh, OK. You know. OK. Look, buddy, I'm sorry, but the SEC says it is very, very, very clear and you must just suck. So. All right. Now on that, um, let's go to uh, Faz Radio Chat, where I said that uh, 
well, I said that Jesse Hines would answer any question. Is that true? I will answer. Well, he'll. People might not like it. People might All right. not. <laughs> number one. Number one. Why are you talking to Faz? You know, I asked myself that too. I think I was just bored. Um, no, I mean, to be honest, like I said, it, part of it is that um, you were the person who got me, you know, into this this whole into into this whole ecosystem, right? You know, and and so I'm obviously going to return the favor in a sense and, and come on here. But also, I've wanted to do this for a while. I've just been working 18 hour days. Um, now I have nothing to do but to machete um, through my forest. So I have time. So for to to be fair um, about uh, okay about these about these other these new questions coming up. Um, uh, by the way, thank you for for that. Uh, I'm my my he, my mind is going a million miles an hour, so I apologize for thinking in in reverse. My uh, American Indian friends American Indian friends call me Hayoka, and if you're American Indian, you might know what that means. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, a lot of people are wondering on the Discord, and they they phrase it in different ways, why you have left Gala Games. I think Mr. K asked it best. Tell me why you left GG without telling me why you left GG. <laughs> yeah, I think people, you know, I think I kind of went into this before, but people really want me to come out with some large uh, announcement. And I've gotten a lot of messages, and, and they've been really kind, and some have just been really, you know, in, in my opinion... Yeah searching searching for information um and based on the way that people are asking me i i can't figure out whether what they want to hear more you know whether i have something good to say or bad to say you know it's it's odd but the truth is right now i'm just not going to address anything specific to gal like i said before um i think i said before i'm, I'm taking time off I'm, I'm letting the dust settle and then you know we'll see how i feel in a week or, or two weeks right and and I've been telling people the same thing. This is, this is a lawyer, people. I mean, you're going to get a lawyer answer. And no, people sign NDAs with with companies. And I, I've I've worked at startups myself. And each of those startups, I've had you know some issues with them. It's it's been it's been a rough time for me uh, because it's a very stressful job to work for for startups. And each one of them, I signed NDAs for. So if somebody were to put me on the record and say, okay, who'd you have a problem with? What would you have a problem with? I'd be like, uh, none of your business. Um, but I think a lot of people are asking because they want to feel good about their NFT investment. Did I, did I, is it good for me to buy a gala? Should I sell my gala? Should I sell my NFT? And I think it's more complicated than that. And I think if people would actually really try to work for a startup to where you said it yourself, you're working 18 hours a day. You've got to realize how much stress that is. It's yeah. You, you start finding out what you really want to do in life when you work for a startup. In my opinion, I want to sleep for life, but that's I wish that made money. Um, but no, I, it's, somebody asked me, you know, should I sell my gala? And my response was, well, I never told you to buy it. Uh, you know, like I'm not going to give you advice on on whether you should buy or sell because I think that any company is bigger than, than one individual. So no matter what I feel, whether it's good or bad, it's not going to be what made the company. It's not going to be what takes the company down. So, you know, I wouldn't base any decisions on, 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 on thoughts about me being a good or bad person or having good or bad experiences. Well, and, and to be fair, I mean, it, it, Faz has said it a hundred times 
and people they yeah 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 and pat him on the head and move on you know there there's going to be turnover especially in a new company whether that's people being let go whether that's people resigning whether it's um companies splitting off and employees moving from one company to another company or maybe doing something on the side those things do happen yes i i think though kind of dogpiling onto what what faz was talking about i think a lot of people there's been there's been just a a flurry kind of lately of uh personnel changes let's just say over there so i'm not so sure it's you know hey should i sell my gala should i sell my nfts more about you know hey you know is is this general genre of people mm-hmm. moving around a concern well, let, what, let what are your that. thoughts there let, let me answer that before Jesse does, because uh, this, this is where I, I want to jump in. And I tell everybody whether they want to listen to it or not. If you work at a startup, there will be 100% turnover over the first few years. That's that's my prediction. And generally, that's what happens. Uh, they go through a lot of people because there is a management style that is developing. And there are people that uh, they, they want certain people and so on. And they also work a ton of hours and the people who don't fit that vision or the people who don't want to work those hours or, or don't give the kind of results realistic or not will leave. And I've worked for places that, that I have quit uh, and because it's, it's, I didn't like their vision. I couldn't deal with it. Uh, I've, wor- I've worked at places that I have quit because I couldn't deal with the hours you know, I've worked at places that, you know, I could tell that that we didn't meet eye to eye. And it was like, OK, get out before they get me out. So I want to throw that in there first because people keep asking. And this is this is the thing about and this is all software development in general. And uh, Gala Games is a software development company. This is going to happen. Did I did I steal your thunder there, Jesse? No, 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 you did. You did great. I think, you know, it's, this is one of those questions that I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to answer because, you know, I just don't see a way that I can answer it. Um, you know, with, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not answer, you know, I I can't tell people whether they should be concerned or not. Um, No, well, that's not what I was asking Jesse. And maybe I phrased it really bad. I've been known for phrasing things really crappy in the past. (laughs) So, Ultimately, what I'm what I'm kind of digging for and and what what I'm hoping to hear is something along the lines of this is kind of a normal progression like Faz had described. It it's nothing you know people always want to say, "Oh, it's this, it's that, it's the other, it's a horrible this, it's a great that and they want that black and white. And sometimes like shit just happens and everybody evolves. Everybody moves on. I I just, what I'm, what I'm really asking is, you know, what the, that's what the community is concerned about. Is that, is that something that you've seen in the industry that is normal for every company? 
reassuring, I guess, and that's a terrible way to put it, that it's not just gala that people are going to turn over at, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to limit my my comment on this to in a startup, mass turnover or turnover in general is not uncommon. Yeah, that's Faz said it very well. I just didn't know if you were able to say it a different way because people do like go deep into things when sometimes it's just like a surface thing. It it's what happens, right? Because they don't they don't have the ability to see things from the other side. Maybe a lot of them don't work for a startup. Maybe most of them just work for big conglomerates and they don't see that. I've done startups um, as well as Faz and and obviously you. I understand that stuff. I don't panic when I see a lot of people, you know, turning over. And and I, I was hoping that you could maybe just, you know, say something along the lines of what you did. You know, it's it's nothing, you know, that that is out of the ordinary uh, in in this space, because I think that's really where their ultimate concern is. Um, I, I tend to my my response to that has also been heavily informed by uh, recruiters software recruiters i have a i have a lot of friends that are software development recruiters and whenever i've left a job or whenever a, a, a contract has ended uh and i haven't been renewed you know I, I go to them and i'm like what what's up with this and they're like dude this is this is the industry the turnover for an average software development contractor is four months and i'm like damn Four months, I'm doing pretty good. He's like, and 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 they're like, yeah, this is this is normal. Uh, uh, blockchain area is no different. In fact, it's probably accelerated. You you're gonna burn out faster, or or, or people are going to switch directions faster, or people are going to to pull the trigger a lot faster. When when you have money, you can make a lot of things happen really fast, and there's a lot of money in this space. So I expect it to be very choppy. Yeah. So, so here's the thing is, you know, I'm going to keep my stance of, I'm, I'm not going to speak on, on gala. And the reason that I say that is because asking, you know, is it, is it like other, you know, um, turnover is there a reason to be concerned, you know, how I answer that question is me speaking directly on gala. So that's why I'm going to limit it to in a startup turnover is not uncommon. Everyone hates right now that I'm a lawyer, but that's just how I work. No, look, so, you know, I, I, I hope people didn't come here tonight, you know, thinking that this was going to be like the Jerry Springer show and you were going to like out gala for all this, that, and the other. I mean, this is a conversation with Jesse, not Law Tank. And um, everybody kind of wants to know a little more about who you are now and, and, it does. Um, the allure is there, man. They they want to know what they can know now that you aren't standing with your gala shield in front of you. They want to get to know who Jesse really is. And, and now, actually, now that Jesse has has become somewhat known with with his gala creds, I think people want to continue to see him uh, and see what he's doing and, and and follow him and stuff like that. I'm sorry, dude. You got a fan club. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, some of it maybe. Um, some of it may just be people potentially looking for some drama. I don't know. Um, but I, I, that came off wrong and not how I meant it. You know, I, I think that the vast majority of people have absolutely honest interests at heart. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I, that, that's the thing that I was kind of going at before regarding meeting the community is, you know, um, it was always amazing because when I was with them, you know, I know everyone came up to me and was like, oh, law tank, law tank. But I never really felt like, you know, I was this like, this, this law tank, right? I felt like I was one of them. I felt like I was fanboying, you know, at the same time with them, or I felt like I was just meeting these people that I really, really, really cared for and who really cared for me. And in the moment when I met them, you know, every other time it was, it was just like friends, right? You know, having a, having a town star beer in the town star bar, you know, great things like that. And, and, you know, I, for everyone who wants to know what I'm doing, you know, I, I care just as much what they're building and, and what they're creating, you know, like, I'm really excited about this, this game or DAO, right. That's, that's coming, that, that, that's coming too. And I, I really am excited to learn more about it and I'm going to force, you know, you, you got forged in crypto to tell me everything, um, you know, and it would be, it's really cool, you know, all, all cool stuff. So, so the DAO excites you. Are there other projects that you, uh, from the personal side, uh, that you follow and that you you like? Hmm. Yeah, there are things that I, I you know, I, I like to follow, right? You know, a lot of things that I like to support friends. You know, I, I know that uh, people know in, in, in Faz that, you know, a really good friend of mine, Roel, he started Audicity. And, you know, I really, really care about uh, what they say that they want to do. And I really think Raul is an amazing person. And I think that, you know, his heart is fully in it and, and he's the kind of person who, you know, I would support regardless. Um, so that's, that's like the kind of thing um, I, I'm, you know, I'm mostly poking around and, and, and finding out things. Don't want to talk too much on any of them because who knows, you know, where that, where that goes for me. Well, people might also say this is a Jesse approved project. Yeah. So let's, let's get into well that. Yeah, no. So again, don't read too far into it. You know, it's it's this space where where you're able to to now be a little bit more loose with, um, you know, what your what your interests are and things like that. It's it's general stuff, and and I I want people to understand that uh, you know we all have our passions, right? We like for me. Um, I love the the true small, wonderful, uh, growing from a seed kind of project that you can watch bloom. Um, Faz got me into a couple of those that I dig into, and other people have gotten me into those. That's the kind of stuff that I I really enjoy. So I, I didn't know if there was maybe anything that that you saw besides Audacity. I, I knew about Audacity. Um, that you really just, you know, Hey, I, this is, this is some really cool stuff that they're developing. Yeah. I'm going to, th I'm actually going to throw out a, a shout out now, you know, cause I, I, I took some time to, to think about it. And there is, there is one group that I'm, I'm really, really pumped for, and they've been building for a long time and, uh, they're, uh, they're, they're called sparkles and they're an NFT marketplace that's being built on flare. And um, I honestly think that right now on the Songbird Network, they're one of, if not the only, you know, uh, app or, or whatever um, 
that actually has true and legitimate volume. And these guys are guys that I, I got to know very well. And, you know, they're all just trying to make this work, which is really hard on the Songbird Network right now. You know, they really, you know, there's just not much to be done on the Songbird Network. You need to wait for Flair to go live. But but I'm, you know, I believe in these guys wholeheartedly. Um, you know, they're Sparkles, Sparkles NFT. It's going to be a marketplace kind of like an open sea. Um, just, just amazing guys, um, really pumped for what they're building. Excellent. Um, and that leads to uh, something I think Faz will be very interested in hearing the what your thoughts are on this too. Um, when when Faz gets into a, a a project, and we've had so many talks about this on Faz Radio, um, and many debates about the same same topic, do you think the project itself or the people behind it? are more important to the success of a project? Hmm. Uh, when you say the people behind it, are you talking about the founders or the people building the project? Well, the the people that are active in that project, right? So Faz had, had mentioned, and I, I hate bringing Gala back into this, but he said, you know, when he and I first talked about this way, way, way back years ago, he had said, "Dude, dude, this is like Eric Shiremeyer. Do you know? Do you know who what he is? This, this, you know, can't go sideways. You know, so it. I, it, I didn't exactly it, say it like that, but uh, continue. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. But it, it was the people behind it that that really, and and they'll figure out the technology. Or are you of the type?" that that thinks maybe hey they've got a great idea they've got a great set of technology and you know regardless of of who's kind of running this if they can put it together the technology is you know kind of where you want to go what what do you think on that um you can uh yeah you can have uh you keep, you keep like unintentionally trapping me because you keep bringing it back. I know, oh, and I'm, he, I'm he keeps rephrasing. So he keeps rephrasing the same question because he wants to see if he can get it out of you. That that's no, really good. I, it's admirable, Jesse. Keep it up. So, but I will comment on it in a general sense. You know, I do think uh, you know you can have the best founder in the world, um, but a bad idea, and you can have the best idea, but the uh, you know, the wrong people behind it. Honestly, when I look at, at something, it's, it's, the idea is important, right? The founder is important, but it's the people that are building that day to day, the people who are making those decisions, the people who are coding, the people who are, you know, working those 18 hour days. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, the, the founders aren't because they are, you know, especially in, in this, this space, but to me, the most important people are the ones, you know, getting their hands dirty and really, really building that, that project. Um, those are, that's where, you know, I would, I would base a lot of, you know, my looking at, you know, is there a possibility for, for this to be successful, you know, or are we a bunch of, you know, nameless, faceless, you know, for lack of a better word, DGENs, you know, who are the bulk of, of those people is, is the company mostly marketing people or are they mostly people sit in their building? And, and if they are people sitting there building, what is their experience? You know, are they experienced in what they're building or are they people who are just, you know, uh, just kind of, uh, 
have maybe the education, but I've never, never done it. You know, uh, I look at that, you know, I think that any idea, any idea, you know, even if it starts out bad with the right people can be molded into a, a brilliant, a brilliant idea. And any amazing founder with a brilliant idea with the wrong people can have an epic failure of a project. So it's, it's really the, the, the employees that are the most important in my mind. So I, I'd like to comment on that because uh, I believe it or not, I, I told Titan a lot of what you just said. So what interested me in Gala Games was Eric Shiremeyer's experience at Zynga and actually his position at Zynga. He was a, he was a project manager there, and he's also been a, a venture capitalist for another a number of other companies. I figured at the very least he had the chops to be able to do it fund it and, and even put it together. However, and since he was a project manager, he's worked with, you know, larger companies and, and dealt with people. I figured he'd have the ability to bring in the people. I also figured that he's an asshole. Um, I've seen it. I, I've seen stuff online. Um, you know, I've, I've seen interviews with him and so on. And he reminds me a lot of Steve Jobs. Uh, Steve Jobs was an asshole. Uh, Steve Jobs also could get things done. And uh, and you'll you'll find that that a lot of people who run these companies uh, are assholes. Bill Gates uh, was a bit of a jerk and, you know, uh, a lot of other people. Uh, that said, that sounds like, you know, in my opinion, that's that's my personal assessment of him. Uh, as far as whether he can get it done, he has all the chops to get it done from for, in my two cents. Um it's also worth noting that companies in general, um, once once you get it, once you start building a company, once you start getting 20, 30, 40, 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, your company becomes more than just you. Your comp a, a company becomes an entity that seeks to define itself and defend its own purpose. And I think that every every founder has to deal with that. And so I think that with any company, you're going to have a push and pull between what the founders wanted, what the founders want, and what the company wants. Uh, the the various people who work for the company are going to try to push it one direction, and the founders are going to want to push it another direction. Um, so, I think that's that's a struggle with any company. It, it would be with with one that I started. It'd be with with any company out there. Um, it takes a certain personality. To deal with that kind of stuff, um, I know I couldn't do it. Uh, I, I don't think I could have a company that large, and I, I think it's it's a stressful job, um, but also it's stressful for the employees. So that's why I got into buying NFTs from Gala and and buying Galas because I, I realized that this is a big ecosystem that uh, that Gala Games, that Eric Shiremeyer is starting. He's starting the, the very beginning of something that's that's going to feed on itself. Uh, and, and there's also this this uh, charity angle too, which which I wish that they would talk a lot more about. But it takes a certain kind of personality to run it, and it takes a certain kind of personality to to work for those things. So uh, I try. I'm I'm trying not to make my answer seem very black or white. Because there's a number of conflicting influences. Uh, that said, uh, it is what it is. Wow, that was a mouthful. Um, so, uh, Hefe Saylor, 
or Jeffy, Hefe, I don't know. I don't want to go either way. And Ventit want to know uh, pizza or sandwich, Jesse? Oh my gosh! So that was that was a thing I think in in the the Gala Discord, and I never really understood it. Are people or taco? Asking, are people asking me if I like pizza more than a sandwich, or is pizza pizza, or is pizza a sandwich? I don't know what they're asking. Pizza is an open faced taco. <laughs> If it's, do I have a choice between pizza and a sandwich? Um, I, I would generally say pizza, but I will tell you that I am a creature of absolute and ridiculous habit. And from the age of like, I don't know, maybe eight through 18, every day I had a ham and cheese sandwich, nothing else on it, just ham and cheese for lunch. That was it every single day. So back then I might've said sandwich, but now I'm addicted to pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Team Pizza for the win, says Vera. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. When when you look at your experiences so far, right? So you you graduate law school, you uh, go into the elder care law, you switch over into the web three side of things. What are some things that that you, if you could do something different, uh, make a, a different choice or maybe approach things a little bit differently with something that you've done in your past, what would that be? It's a fun question. Um, yeah, I'm a firm believer of everything that happened in my past is what led me to be here right now. So, you know, for, for example, my my first job, out of law school. Um, I did not love it. I don't want to say too much, but it wasn't a great, it, it, it wasn't a great experience for me, but that's where I met my wife, you know? And so, if, and she's, she's, I guess she hears me, she's smiling at me. But so if it wasn't for that, you know, I could easily go back and say, wow, I wish that I worked somewhere else, or I wish I stayed in North Carolina because I really did love North Carolina and I really didn't want to leave. Um, but then again, if I did that, you know, I, I wouldn't be married to Katie and I wouldn't be here right now. So I, I don't look back and, um, have any regrets other than, you know, maybe not like giving doc a swirly or something like that. That would have been a great experience. <laughs> so my, my last question that I have, uh, in my head, um, do you, do you think Faz radio would be a good forum for doc to join us? I think that, I mean, Doc's hilarious. Um, I don't know why he's not coming on. I think it would be a great place for Doc to be. And I, I think what's so great about it is I don't think he wants to come on. So that's what would make it so much better. Okay. I was, cool. I was given a question on Faz Radio Chat by Mr. K. He had it. He, he asked this for me because I called Eric Shiremeyer an asshole. Uh, nothing personal, Eric. Uh, I was actually uh, extolling your 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 company, uh, your 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 ability to to build a company. He says, "I have a legit question." Jesse mentioned the community is really important for blockchain companies. You just mentioned Eric's an asshole. Do you think being an asshole CEO and communication with the community might hurt the company? Um, I would say that he is projecting the kind of brand that he wants to right now. I think that, and I'm going to go on what, what Eric Shiremeyer has stated. I, I don't know him from Adam. He doesn't know me from Adam, so I'm not going to say I have any inside information. But he, he said in interviews 
that he wants to be very honest about his intentions with people. Um, if he he's I, I've I've admonished him myself. I'm like, hey, you could be a lot nicer about that. He's like, I'm a jerk. I admit it. Um, will it hurt the company? Um, maybe, but people can see through that. People can see that they, they like people like Vera and and uh, Chair Bandit and 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 Law Tank. They 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 like the people in the company, and they're just gonna they're just gonna put them in a category. Be like, oh, that's the boss. You know, the the company we like. And companies will fight for their own identity. I think Eric might have a hard time dealing with that, that the company is going to fight for its own identity. I mean, it's it's going to be a tough battle. Um, but would you rather have the reverse? Would you rather the company um, say all nice, nice things to you and, and pat you on the head and make you feel a lot better and then silently stab you in the back like a lot of other companies do out there? In one sense, you could say it's a lot more honest. You get to see you're, you're seeing what you're getting. Uh, in another sense, no, it's not. It's not the best look. Uh, so, I don't know. It's it's in this situation. I think it's going to go in an unpredictable direction. However, there's there's a lot of options here uh, that that Gala can do. Gala can decide what Gala can decide to get a marketing company, and then you'd never hear from him again. But personally, I rather like the communication from the. Uh, the, the people in gala regardless of how weird it is because you know them with their whole leaks thing and they can they can kind of paint themselves into a corner sometimes and they sound really contradictory at times it is kind of nice to be be able to at least have them see it on a personal level rather than a lot of other companies out there the company you buy your washing machine from are you ever going to be able are, are you going to communicate with them in any way whatsoever are they going to care no, their customer service department is designed to give you as little as possible uh, for as cheaply as possible to just give you what you need so you leave them the fuck alone. Um, it's going to go in an unpredictable direction, so we'll have to see. Oh, I, you know, I want to I want to add something that has nothing to do with what you were just talking about, and I want to go back a second. Um, I did mention that working at my first job is what uh, helped me meet my wife, um, but I. I really meant what's uh, working at my first job is what helped me meet my wife, which helped me meet her brother, Andrew Dakotas Morrow, who is a member of your discord and just said hi to me in chat. So that's really the best thing that's happened to me is <laughs> Katie's brother, Andrew Dakotas Morrow. I forget your discord name. Um, it's something weird, but yeah. <laughs> nice. How long have you been married? Uh, well, it depends on who you ask. Um, no, it's, <laughs> it's been about two years, a little over two years now. I'd I'd say my wife and I were married for at least a couple of years before we got married. Um, yeah, I'm sure you might know well, how that so, goes. So we actually had like one of the interesting stories where we were supposed to get married um, because, but it was the wedding was canceled because of COVID, um, or we weren't sure if the wedding was going to get canceled, and we didn't want to pay all the deposits, so we canceled it, and then we had a, a wedding in our backyard, and and um, that was a little over two years ago. Um, but then we just in 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 May. Um, we just had like the ceremony that we had originally planned with friends and family. Um, Doc was there. It was, it was pretty great. Obviously, Andrew was there. He was the officiant of the wedding. It was pretty great. I like that. That's that's actually really cool. Andrew, what is your name? I want to call you out in your Discord name. It's it's something weird. I don't remember it. I see him on YouTube there. I, I, is he on the yeah. Discord? He is. A, oh, it's it's like Methuselah Honeysucker or something like that. 
Oh, Mathieu's no way. That's it. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew's a little honeysuckle. I think that's it. Yeah, he, he just popped in. Cream. Yeah, he just popped in again. He hadn't shown up in a while. He come in and he says, what the hell happened around here? <laughs> <laughs> he okay. missed a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I think he, like, it's funny. I think he found out about uh, me not being at Gala from Discord and not from me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would be be wary, since since I know that you're married now and, and you, you have some time off, I, I'm going to predict a baby boom might happen in about nine months since you're, you don't have a lot going on at the moment. Well, that sounds great and all, but, you know, the, the part about not working is, is insurance. So, <laughs> you know, I want to insure a baby, but who knows? So we got Titan. I was I was vaping, and you hate it when I vape. So mm -hmm. uh, that was all I had on my on my plate for Jesse tonight. Um, what what I would like to do though <clears throat> is uh, give Jesse an opportunity to pepper back at you, Faz. Um, he he didn't have a an opportunity to to give the questions over to you quite often because he was too busy. So Jesse, um, what what's some of the burning things you want to know about Faz? <laughs> this is going to come off wrong because it's going to sound like I'm not interested, but I, I haven't really thought about questions I would ask Faz. Thanks, man. Yeah. You're on the show. <laughs> Faz, do you is uh, your 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 pointer toe bigger than your your big toe? <laughs> That's a bit personal, dude. That's TMI. Those are the kind of questions I think everybody wants to know here. <laughs> um, well, usually it's it, and the reason I brought that up is is Faz is usually peppering the shit out of you constantly. Isn't, isn't that my and, job? And never gives you an opportunity to ask him a damn thing. So By I thought, way, I all right, free. let's take a minute here and see if if there's anything that jesse can get in edgewise uh while we have the opportunity he's trying to get us to fight jesse i'm not i just you do i mean every chance you get you cut him off like five times tonight trying to pepper him with more questions it's like give the man is, a chance to ask you something this is faz radio it's not jesse radio i mean we do appreciate jesse no don't mind me don't mind me there but uh i'm sorry it just happens I think we all right, be... Jesse. Now you just cut Jesse off, dude. Okay, I Jesse, did. Go I, ahead I say didn't what, you, know. what you wanted to say without Titan getting in the way. No, I don't have really anything to say. <laughs> all right. Um, this is getting a bit long. We've been on for about an hour and 18 minutes. And uh, I, I hope that we've uh, asked uh, all the questions that we could have. People keep asking some Miranda's questions here and there. I'm not sure how is Jesse really associated with Miranda's. Do you have like Miranda's NFTs or something? I am and will always remain pumped for Miranda's. Michael McCarthy is maybe one of my favorite people on the history of this planet. And he's also just the coolest guy in the absolute world. And, you know, so, yeah, I do have a, a decent amount of Miranda's NFTs. Old Man Smithers sold me my first Miranda's NFT. Um, but Michael McCarthy, you know, is just an absolute stud of a human. And <laughs> I don't know what else I could say about that other than, you know, he's he's part a really good friend of mine and part my hero. So 
Yeah, actually, I have a lot of Miranda stuff, too. That's the the game that I'm the most pumped for. And that's the game that, uh, well, I got into Gala Games slightly beforehand. But once Miranda's popped, that that got me like doubly interested in it. And so I've been I've been around because of Miranda's. And since we were around at the beginning, it's going to be a while before it's finished. Going to be a couple of years, guys. So. Stop assuming it's going to be done tomorrow and stop acting all butthurt when two months from now it's not done. No, <laughs> it takes a while to make these things. Yeah, but it's the it's the game, you know, it's the game that I've always wanted and right. Anybody else who has like that fantasy D&D minded type uh, personality has has always wanted. And and that's what's most important is I bet that Michael could slap something together by the end of the year. And when I. I want to take that back because saying slaps them together, he's been working hard. His team has been working hard. They have great, they've made, they made great progress. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm sure they could launch something at the end of the year. And I'm sure that if they did, you all would, you know, have a great experience, but not the experience that he's probably going to put on, you know, and, and, you know, I think looking back, if I had to predict, you know, um, or, or looking forward, if I had to predict, I think, you know, even if you wait two years, I think everyone's going to be like, wow, I'm so happy I waited two years for Michael McCarthy to create this, you know, epic. Is this story. based, is this based upon stuff that you've seen that, yes, this is another way to reword things to get you into answering a gala question. Have you seen things that, 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 uh, we have not? Well, of course, I've seen things that, that you have not, but I think even based on the things that everybody has seen, you know, I think you can see the massive progress just being made, you know, from from one playable, one demo, from another, the art that, you know, th there's a lot of information coming out um, that are not coming out, that has come out. You know, I don't actually know what's going to be coming out. Um, no, I, I honestly, it's it's part what has everybody has seen, and it's part just Michael McCarthy is a fucking baller badass. <laughs> and I don't curse that much. And that's just, it. You know, wow. More swag than anyone I've ever met in the history of my life. And it's amazing. We, we now have uh, Jesse's opinion on Michael McCarthy. We can write that one down. Yeah. Well, and not only that here live on Faz radio. You oh, yeah. Heard yeah. It? We're, yeah. We're going to record that. We're going to put that on the short and play it nonstop. Jesse Hines has guaranteed Miranda's for the end of this year. Yep. That's what You're I heard too. <laughs> hey, if, if you're such you know good how that friends, goes, right? I heard Jeremy such, and Roy. That's what I heard. If you're such good friends with Michael McCarthy, you can get him in on Faz Radio, right? Uh, I'm not going to be recruiting anyone. <laughs> Damn uh, it, Jesse. Well, yeah. we very much appreciate you you coming by, and I was glad to talk to you. And hopefully we can we can talk to you again in the future. Is that possible? Yeah, no, I think I think that would be great. I think it would be good for me to come back on, you know, when I have solidified what I'm what I'm doing next and when I can really talk more about what I'm going to be doing next and things like that. You know, I'm not really one to to pre-announce things or or to hype anything. You know, I have high ambitions for myself. Um, I have uh, high ambitions for what I want to do, but you know, it's none of it's guaranteed at this point. So, uh, you know, it, it would be definitely great to come back when when it's there. Awesome sauce. Okay. So uh, I see a lot of people on the Discord. Even even Mr. K is like saying uh, uh, ho he hopes you stay part of the community. So we we, we hope to see you around the, uh, the, the, the Gala community more. You can hang around at uh, CFA and give me trouble. I will, 
yeah, I'll be I'll be in I'll be present in, in CFA for sure. Awesome. All yeah, right. For 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 everything that you've done for uh, CFA and for us tonight here, thank you, Jesse, so much for joining us. Hey, thank you. You know, you don't have to thank me for this. I had a good time. This is uh, it's just a chat, right? You know, we're just hanging out, drinking a beer. Although I don't yep. have a beer. absolutely. All right. See you guys later. <laughs>